Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How are you doing, chaps? We're back. We're back. We're back and looking forward to this one. Ready to go. Yes, of course. How are we all? We're back on the Zoom, aren't we, for this one? Yes. Uh, Basically, because... We wanted to get a couple in down in Southampton way, but we're waiting on somebody confirming. So uh, yeah. it's a long way to go for one in it. And plus, social distancing rules still apply and stuff. Not everybody's comfortable, you know, doing it face to face. But yeah, the, the Zoom one works all right, don't it? We get the job done. Yeah, we tried it in masks. It were a bit muffled, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look like Hannibal Lecter. <clears throat> I'll tell you. By the way. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know if everybody's seen that we've got his first piece of merchandise kit out. Oh, there's some yeah, there's some mugs out there, isn't there? There, there? there definitely is. And a certain Robbie Williams is getting sent uh, a quick piss me mug <laughs> by request. I'm I sent him a photo of it. He went, fucking, I want one of them. I want to look at that on the morning when I'm having my coffee. <laughs> so... Yeah, the goes. will be slurping his brew from your mug. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping, I don't know if they do or not, but I'm hoping that when you put the hot water in, my bra comes off and my tits are hanging out. <laughs> like two spaniels ears. <laughs> That's top of my list for merchandise, that. Hot brewing, clothes come off. Either that or, or a pen that you turn upside down and bikini comes off. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do that in the exclusive range. Yeah, Yeah. so you can get the mugs now. They're on, they're on, the, on the website, they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. The links are on there. There's a nice selection. There is. There all is. Some of the best phrases, all our favourite phrases from the episodes in Gone There's By. A few that we missed off. I think uh, possession of a firearm. Like the Johnny there, the winter collection. Oh, oh, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing a different range of winter. Oh, winter collection. Jesus I'm looking forward Christ. to What's it. What's this? Is this spring, sp- spring, summer? Is yes. this a spring, summer range? <laughs> <laughs> somebody said. Somebody said we should put the Chris Brown mug in the Blackburn Club shop. It'll be a bestseller. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, if anybody wants a mug, get involved. Just little, I know it's not Christmas, but little stocking filler type thing, aren't there? What more could you ask for? Exactly. What more can you ask for? You'll get them brownie points in. I'm pushing for t-shirts and that as well. That's t-shirts, one, that's one t-shirts thing I wanna... are on the horizon, aren't they? Brian Howard this week. Do you know him uh, Know him well? Uh, not, not massively, to be honest. I just know him from, I've never played with him. I just know him from seeing him out and about in Barnsley quite regular. Obviously, end up, yeah. I just end up, I just remember playing against him for Barnsley and Sheffield United. Yeah, clever player, by the way. Yeah, very good, very good left foot. You say a clever to, player then. Just a hell of a player. Oh, a hell of a player. Yeah, right. I thought I was going to say that's why they call him Brain Howard. What uh, a twat! Eh? 
Brain Howard. I think I've got the blame as well. It was one of them. You were a quick type. Quick type. Quick. Get it out. And I was rushing. I was rushing. Brain. Brain Howard. Yeah. But I, th- I wonder. I think he'll Sorry. pick up. I think he might session with Tabata. We'll have to wait and see. What a fella Chris Kirkland is, lads. Yeah. Top guy, isn't he? Top guy. We're not just talking about the. Uh, the hosti- hostilities, hospitality, hospitality. Oh, That's what I was looking for. I thought you were, I thought you were going down the, the hostilities at Leeds. I thought you were going down then. Oh. I tell you what, that was mad, that though, wasn't it? I couldn't believe it when he was telling us about it, having to have armed guards on his post. And I know it's crazy, isn't it? You would, imagine you, you would never know, you would never think that would actually happen, would you? Yeah, imagine that like another fan running, another fan running on to do something similar and and just getting a cap in his ass. Yeah. yeah. Madness, isn't it? And I wonder if they're like they had two in each end, or do you think they walk, they, they, they walk around to the other end of the ground at half time? He had an away kit as well. <laughs> away end. But he is, even his charity stuff that he's doing, he's, he's involved in a few charities, isn't he? And helping people. He's he's getting on the phone to people who are struggling. Yeah. He's just a lovely fella, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. Should we get him in? Should we get Brian out yeah, of let's, let's zoom him in. Keep 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 getting involved in the Patreon if you're not yeah, already. Thanks to all the Patreons that are joining up to now, and I think we're on. We might even be on 19. I think we we uh, we misquoted the numbers last time. We're on 19 episodes on the Patreon. So if you, for, 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 as soon as you pay your first instalment to two pound twenty, whatever it is, depending on exchange rate, you've got 19 podcasts to get through. And there's some belters yeah. on there and all, by the way. And two yeah. new ones every month. Rip. You're, help, you're helping us keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You're keeping us going. So we, we obviously appreciate it. Yeah, very much appreciate it. Come on then, Brian. We'll get Brian in there. Eh? Come up, Come yeah. on, Brian. Let's have you. Howard, how you doing? Or Brain Howard, as you're more commonly known to her, or under the cost? Yeah, I was, yeah, it's, yeah, great, mate. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to get, get my name right. Thanks to whoever done the, uh, the social media earlier. It's it's a, disability, mate. It's a disability. You won't laugh at someone in a wheelchair, yeah. would you? What, being no, a, no, being I wouldn't. A, so being well. a fucking idiot, it's a disability. Is that what it is? <laughs> but no, mate, thanks for coming on. I'll take it. It's the, first, it's the first time I've been called Brain or had Brain, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Are you right, mate? Yeah, all good, all good. It's uh, it's been my lockdown listening to you boys, so uh, feels normal. This. Jesus, some tan on you, by the way. Um, yeah, I did get a cheeky little trip to Marbella last ah. week. So, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> cheeky indeed. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, to be fair, the Swindon boys out there on a promotion party, so I just joined in that. Just tagged along. Yeah, yeah. Noel Hunt's assistant manager, and he's good power mining. I thought I did play for Swindon once. I pretend I'm there now. <laughs> Richie, Richie Wellens. Richie Wellens. So yeah, Richie was there. Yeah, what were the what were the crack over there? Were everything open or what? Or yeah, everything was open. To, well, most things were. Um, I was at a villa for a couple of days, and um, to be fair, it was, it was pretty chilled. It wasn't as busy as normal, which was actually better. So it wasn't just carnage. So you go out and get a table, get bites to eat, a couple of beers. So that's good, mate. But change of scenery. We're going to try and record a podcast out there in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we could have done this out there. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, 
That's a moderate number of clubs over 17 years. We've had a lot of good yeah. Wyndham, Barnsley, Sheffield United, Reading, Millwall, Portsmouth, Bristol City, CSKA, Sophia. Yeah, I'll get onto that later. Yeah. Birmingham, Oxford. Still a lot, like. It's more that's than I thought. That's a big old list, yeah. that. The, yeah. The, the, no, the last no, no, no. Count. Not in comparison with some. Not in comparison. That's nearly 15. They look. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you, you're going to be known yeah, as know, yeah. the journeyman brain Howard now. Yeah, I know. That's always want to avoid that. And I was quite good until <laughs> I got to about 29, 30, and then it was just a free for all, clinging on into every contract <laughs> you get. I didn't realise you started at Southampton. Yeah, I joined there at nine years old. I was there for until I was just turned 20, yeah. Um, a lot of time there, hometown club. I live around the corner from the training ground now, so get over there quite a lot. What's about a good academy? Because they fetch some players through, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, the real good good time. I think the couple of years above me was kind of like your, your Wayne Bridges, um, people like that, and then Chris Baird was a year older than me. Myself, Scott McDonald, Aaron Davis was kind of my group. And then it was like the two years below, then you had like... Yeah, you know, Dexter Blackstones, Leon Best, Andrew Sermons, Matt Mills, um, you go through them all. Then like your Theos, and then your Bales and Oxes, and it's it just a joke, really. Why? Why is it? Why are they renowned for bringing you through? Is it a certain? Is there a chief scout that's unbelievable? Or um, I'm not really sure. I think it was always that they would give you a chance. So rather than you know, if you went to a Chelsea or wherever, you go. Well, if I go to Sampson, I'll get a chance to play. Um, um, Coaching was good as well. Uh, some of the youth coaches I had were brilliant down there. They'll always be thankful for for my career. Uh, and it's just a good club, really. Like, it's a nice family club that you know, tries to promote youth. Who was at the helm at Southampton then? Strachan? Uh, so at that time, it was when I t signed my original contract and went in the academy full-time, it was Dave Jones. And then the issues Jeez, happened yeah. with him. Yeah, the issues happened with him. And he was, you know, he was sacked. And then Glenn Hoddle came in. Then Glenn left. Did he go to the England job from there? Uh, no, Tottenham. He went to Tottenham from there, didn't he? Glenn left and then um, Stuart Gray took over for a bit. And then Strachan came in from there. And that was, uh, that was my last manager there. That must have been good for it as a young lad and as a midfielder yeah. having, having Glenn Oddle knocking around. I remember getting called up for the first team, first training session. And he joined in and I was against him, centre mid. So I'm like, you know, 17, like sprinting around, trying to close him down. And he's just popping it one touch around me. I'm blowing out my ass. <laughs> like, this guy's 40 odd years old. I'm saying, you know, I can't get near him. Right, I'm going to stand off him. He took a touch out of his feet. It's six yard diag straight on someone's boot. I'm like, oh, what can I do here? I've got no chance of making it me. <laughs> you can see why you can see why he played a bit. Yeah, I can see why yeah, he's done a he bit, yeah, for sure. 40 odd. Was he a bit yeah. of a weirdo? Uh, no, he, he was all right. Like I said, I didn't have loads to do with him. Um, there, was, there was one instance in... <laughs> All the, all the youth team boys went to um, went to Malia in, in the off season, so we all went away. And uh, there was an incident with a with a girl, and he, um, it, it came out in the in the in the Sunday sport. It came out, and I've been away with what, England. What I've been away with England and uh, scored three and four in this tournament. Second top goal scored, done really well. And Ray Clements was the England goalkeeper coach for us at that time, but he was really good mates with, with Den Hoddle. So Macca, funny enough, texted me and says, oh, Bri, you're in the paper. I says, oh, buzzing, scoring all these goals. Obviously, he's got back. Right? Like, absolutely. No, no, no. Like, the club are going mad. They're interviewing all the lads. Obviously, you're away. The Sunday sports, you sold the story about all the lads. And we're just like, <laughs> oh, no. 
so this, this, this story's come in that said that obviously like, I, was, I was with this girl, like the other lads were all watching and doing whatever that like sort themselves out, uh, which what was, wasn't the case, but she sold the story like this. So then Glenn Oddle comes in and under sits us all in the youth team dressing room. And he was like, well, I know you were there, dickhead. Which one are you lot? Oh, fucking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're a wanker. Yeah. You're, you're expecting this big writer about these three Mate, goals I thought I was children. coming back. I thought I was coming get, going back in the first team, getting a three-year deal. Nah, you were saying that you've seen something. <laughs> you wanker. You live in there now. No, it wasn't true, though. She was, she was just Not making it up. Not all of the story. She can't the truth. When he after after when he went to England, when he started being a bit weird, God, although it, it was with the um, I was it the spiritual, yeah, the spiritual, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, <laughs> which one? Yeah, I think he found God later on, didn't he? <laughs> which one are you lot of wankers? <laughs> what are your favourite questions, Zach? It's what? It's one of your favourite questions. That was he a weirdo? Yeah. Yeah. He has got a bit of a reputation now of being a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you I, know, don't, I know some of the senior lads didn't get on with him. Um, because of, you yeah, don't really see it when he's on the telly. Look, he just looks like a lovely bloke, doesn't he, when, you, yeah. when he's on the, the comment, the yeah. punditry. To but, say, he was good to gold me whenever I went up with the first team and, and, and little bits or went, so went away and the reports would come back from Ray. He was always good than gold other than that one incident. So I can't really say too much badly about him. You know, he used to give me a little bit of advice and say, look, you know, stop doing all your little schoolboy tricks and start playing one and two touch sort of thing and took that on board. So, yeah, he helped me. Did you, did you ever come close to, to getting that first team action at Southampton? Yeah, I got part with the first team and Stu Gray took over. Um, and then second day of pre-season, like with the, when the balls came out, it was like the first afternoon, you know, everyone gets giddy. And I went, went, to hit, went to drill a shot and the defender come in, studs up and I booted the bottom of his foot and broke all my toes. So I was then out for a bit. And then by the time I got myself fit, I think Stu Gray lasted one more game and Gordon Strachan come in. Um, and I was tra- he was training the first team all the time and was always involved, but never really felt I didn't get that opportunity. Um, and, and, and Gordon Strachan was great with that. He was like, look, you could probably stay here for another year. You have the captain reserve team, maybe go on loan. But, you know, um, you know, I feel that you need to go and have your career. Which is fair enough. Yeah, you, you accept that yeah. from him, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, I don't see you in my first team plans next year. We think you have got a future. Um, where it's, it's, yeah, that's what it was like when we came through. Look, look at now, people signed deals in the 23s to the 24. 24 yeah. millionaires and played three games. And back then it was first team reserves. And sometimes you like playing the reserve team. I remember playing, we played Tottenham at the old Dell and I played left midfield and we won 7-0. And the team was, I think it was Uwe Rosler up front and Matt Letizia in behind, Stuart Ripley, Mark Draper, someone else, Franny, Franny Benali left back, Sahar Kalayij was a Moroccan international centre half, um, Imanz Belides, who was an international Latvia. Um, like, we, we beat them 7-0. And I remember we are 5-0 up at half-time and Uwe Rosler was fighting Imanz Belides because he didn't cut the ball back. And he's like, I must score goals! To play in the first team, I must score goals. Pass me the ball. <laughs> Love the young kid going, Jesus, we're five nil up here. I'm buzzing. And he's going nuts again, scored the goals. Oh, Did you used to get win bonuses in the Resi's back then? Yeah. Good win bonuses. Uh, about 100 quid. Uh, was it 100 quid? Uh, Sunderland, it was 200 quid a win. Yeah. 16th, I was absolutely. Yeah. We had yeah. a good reserve yeah. team as well. Sub not used, you'd get all, all the subs will get it. So you've got all the, like, the lads who were first year, first year YTs. Earning three times the, the weekly wage. 
Yeah. Mate, ask for two pound a draw, five pound a win. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Yes, mate. That was that was the same as me when I was in the first team there. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm telling you, there were one kid, right? Uh I think Andy Gregory, and he must have sorted his contract out so it wore bang on a tax bracket. So right. if he played in the reserves and we won, and it took him a fiver over, he went into a different tax bracket. He didn't, want to, he, didn't, he didn't want us to learn for it. Pull my hammy. It would cost, him, it would cost him another 10% of his fucking wages or whatever. <laughs> Is he an accountant now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. Two pound, five, yeah, two pound a draw, five pound a win. That's fucking outrageous. Might you? Hey, if you want to win for the pride, Parker, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, exactly, mate, exactly. But, you're like that fucking didn't even bother giving, is it? You know what I mean? I know. You it's only a double. It's like only a double cheeseburger, isn't it? Really, after tax. Depends which bracket you're in. <laughs> Did uh, so? Could you have stayed at Southampton? Yeah, of course. Stay one more year. Yeah, stay one more year, and then uh, it came out in the press that I was probably going to local press that I was, I was probably going to leave. And um, a good friend of mine at the time was a guy called Joe Keenan, was at Chelsea, and he was in the youth team together. Uh, and then he decided to leave for Chelsea. Uh, when we both got in like the England youth suit and go to Lillyshaw and stuff, he moved on. Uh, he phoned me up and said, the boys at Chelsea said, would you come here? And I was like, yeah, leave Southampton, go to Chelsea. Yeah, for sure. Because at the time, they had no money. It's when Ken Bates was there. So look, we want to bring through young English players. And um, he said, look, come in, uh, get paid up from Saints and come in. So we got paid up from Saints um, and went to Chelsea for three months. And they said, look, you know, we want to give you a um, you know, contract. Played in the ten just off your mate Leon Knight, um, and we had a good little partnership <laughs> in the in the resis. Um, scored a few goals, a few assists, and um, yeah, so I want to give you a, a deal. And then I went off to the Toulon tournament for, with the under twenties. And while we were out there, Abramovich bought the club. By the time I got back, signed Joe Cole, Veron, Crespo. Oh, oh, so, pff, what am I doing? No, I couldn't get a game at Saints. Not going to get a game here now. What's the point? I, I want the whole point is going to play. And um, one of the agents that was heavily involved with Chelsea at the time, uh, had just taken Sam Parkin from Chelsea to Swindon. And he said, oh, do you fancy Swindon? Um, so I went in, trained two days, and then played a um, training game against a non-league team. And the gaffer was like, yeah, look, want to sign you. Um, is, is kind of the contract. And that was Andy King. Just going back to that, you were only 19, weren't you? And you were yeah. thinking about playing. Back now, they're not like that now, are they? No. You're not no. being 19, you're not no. even, they're not even thinking I should be playing in the first team now. No. They're more than happy just to play in the 23s. There's not many even at 19 that are going to turn down Chelsea to go to Swindon no. and play football. It was, well, um, not, not, I don't know. not now. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way I was brought up. My dad was a, a, a tough Glaswegian and it was always like, you're playing football, you want to do what's right. And, and I always think, and I say it to the young players look after now, concentrate on playing football and the money's in the game now, you get it. So just concentrate on playing. And, you know, I was always the same. If I didn't win five-a-side and train on a Friday, I was raging. You know, if, or if I wasn't heavily involved on Saturday and I was involved in a goal or six, and that was right through my career. It wasn't about sitting and taking money. I wanted to play and I wanted to be you know, as best as I could be. I mean, what, 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 going back to Southampton, what was Letizia like? Joke. Yeah. Class. Honestly, so good. Do you think he, do you think he should have done more if he'd have left Southampton? Potentially, yeah, um, but he, he had everything there. Yeah, he was, you know, like the God they call him, lived down here on the South Coast, got a great way of life. I, I don't know, it's, you, you balance it up, yeah. And 
so then when I left Saints and went to Chelsea, and I was lucky enough to train with the first team there. You're training with Zola, people like that. And I said, there wasn't a massive difference between Zola and Tizzy. And then you're talking natural ability and touch and stuff. That's what, it's a mentality thing, isn't it? And where, you, where your mindset is and what you want out of life, I suppose. If you, yeah. Like you said, you drive about going playing football. Maybe Tizzy is just happy. He's playing football. He's enjoying football. He's doing well. Like you said, yeah. so course, enjoying life. Big yeah. fish in a small pond as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't you, so when, you, when you when you drop down to League One, are we? Uh, did you fit in straight away, or did you think, "Fuck me"? Yeah. So Andy King was the manager, and I don't know if any of you have come across him. What what a guy! What an absolute character! And uh, he said, "So my agent came to that game. He said, get your agent come to the game, play in this game, and we'll talk after.' And at the, the training ground where we trained at Swindon, it was literally you drove there." You got changed there in the little like port cabins, went out on the pitch, got changed again and went home. There was no facilities and there was like a couple of like, pub bench park benches out the front. So he sits down and uh, sits on the agent. He says, right, what do you want then? And I said, well, what, what's the offer going to be? And he goes, pulls his packet of benches and then he's out, lights a fag, rips <laughs> off some of it, starts writing down on the packet, the fag packet, the contract offer. Literally on the back. Yeah. Oh, well, this is brilliant. I'm signing, this is class. <laughs> That's my massive desk, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, honestly, it was an absolute holiday club. It was brilliant, but you worked hard for him because he gave you carrots all the time. And we had a really good team. I signed there, like AD Vive actually just signed from Reading, Sammy Igo, Tommy Mooney, Sam Parkin. Um, and then I, I played on the left. Stefan Migrandi just signed for Portsmouth in the centre mid. And uh, we lost in the playoffs. We should have gone up that year. Um, we had a great team, but it was, it was like, right, you win on... Win on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, off, see you Tuesday, come in Tuesday, get a sweat on, go home, see you Thursday, train our Thursday, Friday, play Saturday. Um, it's not rocket science, is it? No, no, and it, no, it was brilliant. And especially the experienced pros in there, they were, they were class. But Kingy was just absolute character. And then we, what he was good at was getting good loans. We, really, we had yeah, got Dion Burton in on loan, got Eddie Howen on loan, uh, people like that. So we've we done really well. How did you feel when you got in there? Because like you said, you, you want to go and play football, but you've been training with Letizia's, yeah. Zola's, and then you're at Swindon doing your contract top part bench. And then first few weeks, are you like, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm well, loving this. Well, right we our pre-season, we played uh, Wolves, who have been promoted to the Prem, Portsmouth, who have been promoted to the Prem, a Man United at 11, um, and sometimes we had four massive games. They're all sellouts at home in pre-season. So I'm like, oh, first team football, I'm playing. And in first game of the season, Wednesday just been relegated. And so it was an absolute sellout against Chef Wednesday at home. So I'm like, and I'm playing first team football. You forget about it. It's all, all well and good training at these facilities, Saints and Chelsea. Yeah. Come Saturday, I'm sat in the stand watching. I'm, yeah. now, I'm now playing on Saturday afternoon. And, you know, you boys might like, it's nothing better than playing at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So you, you forget about the, the shit facilities through the week and the, yeah. you know what I mean? But and it all was that. part it's of just it. The... It was brilliant. It was like, you know, we had a little car school. So Sammy Igo lived down where I at. I am and so we used to drive and we'd meet Sam Parkin and Stephen Garanzi coming from London at Cheveley Services all jump in a car we'd have to stop at the last services so Samuel Iger could have a fag and a coffee um, <laughs> yeah, honestly it, it was nuts and then, um, and then when we signed like Dion Eddie Howe with a car school me, Samuel Igo, Dion Burton, Eddie Howe and like four complete contrasting characters obviously I was a young lad just wanted to learn off everyone and see what's going on 
Theon had this big Range Rover and he was like, is it, is it my turn to drive that? Yeah, he was like, throw me the keys, you drive it. So I'm, I'm driving his Range Rover, buzzing. And Sammy, I go, can we stop at every services for a fag? Theon's asleep from his night out. And then you got Eddie who's just like super pro as you see him now, it's class. It's like for, for a young kid, it was like perfect learning curve. Brilliant, them, brilliant them car schools, mate. If you, get, you get, <laughs> if you get a good car school, mate, they're fucking brilliant. And then someday, Sammy, I go, go, oh, look, we've got four snow days to use up. Can't be asked to train today, so it's a bit bad weather or something. <laughs> uh, we'll get halfway up, halfway up the A34, pull in and go, come on, get a McDonald's breakfast, phone the gaff and go, oh, no, I've had a punch here, I'm going home. <laughs> you know, get yourself in the gym, boys, and I'll see you like Thursday, all right? Yeah, cool. hey, I, I can trust you. I can trust you to get the sweat on, lads, can in the gym? Yeah, no yeah. bother. It sounds like some guy, this Sammy I go. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah, what, what a guy, what a character. I was, he was my roomie, and, uh, It'd be like one o'clock in the morning on a Friday night and he was literally had 0% body fat, like nothing on him at all. But he had one of those overactive thyroids so he could eat and drink whatever he wanted. And he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> we all wanted one of them, huh? And uh, it'd be like <laughs> one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night in a hotel, yeah. Like, like, look, I wake up, look over and he's there, pack of fucking hobnobs and fucking big can of Coke. Oh, I can't sleep, I need to get some energy in. Right, and then, like, I'd be buzzing the next day. He'd go you know, get goals and assists and play 90 minutes. I think like my first sort of real eye opener, what you're saying there, of going down to Swindon League One was in our first away trip. We played Oldham away and we won away at Oldham. Everyone's buzzing in the dressing room. And the gaffer's going, All right, Howard, come, come with me, get with me. All right, come on, put me in a player's bar. He chucked some money over the thing. Two big crates of bud come up. Here. Go on, get them on the back of the bus, dish them out, lad. You're the young kid. We got on the bus and I look card table at the back as there is. So there's Andy Gurney, Tommy Mooney, uh, gaffer goes straight down there. Get the beers in. So I'm dishing out beers to everyone. They're at the back of us, smoking <laughs> cards, beers. And then we pull over and he goes, right, Howard, off the bus with the kit, man. I get off, get the fish and chips in. There's like fish and chips, beers, bags, and that. And I'm like, okay, this is a little bit different now. I'm not sure I'm getting involved too much in this. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but the thing is, though, that was that was just normal, wasn't it? Back then, mm-hmm. that was like just exactly. normal. Yeah, and obviously, I think obviously we played through the era where it went from that to changing, um, and you obviously got to try and do it as much as you can, but you then. You're still used to the the old habits, the old school. Yeah, the old yeah. school. And you you're still involved with the England setup uh, whilst you're at Swindon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I nearly went to the England Under Twenty World Cup, which is meant to be uh, sorry the Under Twenty World Cup with the squad, and it was in Dubai. But then it all got changed because it was 2001, 2002, so not long after 9/11. So they postponed it for a year. Um, so ended up missing out on that. But yeah, I did play a few games um, for the Under Twenty still while I was at Swindon. Am I right? You tried tried Scotland later on. Yeah, you, you said your dad. Yeah, my dad's Scottish, and it was when um when I was do, doing well at Barnsley, and um they come and watched quite a lot. George Burnley was manager, and I remember the gaffer pulled me in before a Tuesday night game, and it was uh we played played Chelsea on a Saturday, uh, won that, went down and done soccer Sunday, or with Chris Marinette on the Sunday, come back. Obviously, train Monday, and then Tuesday we're playing Ipswich at home, scored a hat trick, and then it was before that game he pulled me in and said, "All right, you got a Scotland call up, absolutely buzzing." And then the Wednesday we went to go to Cheltenham, so I was like, "What an unbelievable week this is!" And then <laughs> get 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 on the bus to Cheltenham, nice and early. You know, it's like bacon sarni, crack, crack a beer open, and uh, get the first phone call. Ah, oh, and yeah, your third goal last night, taken away from you. You, you only got two goals, getting an own goal. Oh, I can't be asked like that. Next phone call. Oh, um, we don't think he can call you up to Scotland. FIFA pulled you out because you haven't registered changing over in the right amount of time. The rules are changed now, but 
yeah, they wouldn't let me change. So I was just like, oh, right, go to Cheltenham and crack open another beer then. And then it was a year that, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was a year that then Cheltenham got cancelled. Remember the wind? So we're halfway down at cancer and turned back and come home. <laughs> we're for the best weekend. This is the worst day ever, yeah. <laughs> So they just not get the paperwork for it. You couldn't no, you, you couldn't change allegiances after twenty five or something like that. And I, it was literally what so what was that March time? I turned twenty five end of Jan. Oh, and, that was your lot, yeah, yeah, absolute killer. I think there probably more could have been done and this probably wasn't pushed enough, but yeah, I've got you don't got beat you don't only got beat every game in Scotland anyway. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> so two games with Croatia and Czech Republic, so <laughs> get the run get the runaround off Modric. Good ones to miss them, I think. Good ones to yeah. miss. Is that right? The Swindon were in, had a bit of financial trouble. Mate, we used to get paid by check. So you, know, you normally get your payslip on payday. Payday will come, you get your envelope, but it'd be a check in there with your payslip. So like, that'd be on a Friday, say. But they'll give you it on a Friday and then you can't cash it after midday. So then it would be yeah. cashed to the Monday. Five past 12. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and whoever got their cash, whoever got the checks in first got money. If you weren't, if you weren't the first in the queue, sometimes you'd get your money for another week. Everyone's spinning to the um, bank after trading out that on payday. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Would you have stayed there then? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I may, I, yeah, may have stayed. Uh, but the thing was, everyone was leaving. Um, the, the whole team was kind of falling apart and just thought, right, it's, it's time for the change. Were there other options other than Barnsley? Oh, yeah, there was. When, a... Barnsley, when Barnsley come in, mate, there's only one option when Barnsley come That's in. That's it. Yeah, I could have gone to Bournemouth. Um, down with Sean Edriscoll, which obviously was down the road and stayed down south. I could have gone to a couple of clubs in London. But I thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I now need to just go get away, get away from living down south. I need to go and experience something new. Um, luckily, I knew a couple of boys up there already, like Anthony Kay, Neil Austin, Paul Reed. Went and met the, the gaff Randy Ritchie and assistant Rick Holden, and they just sold the club to me. And nearly everyone's going to be under 24. Um, young hungry squad and uh, just go and enjoy it I mean we've, we've had a few bands that played them but not much from that that era with Andy Ritchie and the playoff final yeah season. they were brilliant like, similar more structured than Andy King but similar it was like look you got, enjoy yourselves but as long as you do your job right and we've we done everything yeah. together and you know parking those he used to be out of us all the time we used to see him out anyway <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we, there was always like, a great group of us that were out and you know probably played a bit too hard at times but yeah, you'd run through a brick wall for your mate because you're that close to each other. So can you just dispel the myth? Because I've told these many a time, Barnsley used to be like your beef in it, right? <laughs> Wellington it, Street. Mate, how incredible <laughs> did it used to be? Yeah, my mates loved it. They used to oh, love it. What, when yeah. the crews would come up? Oh, yeah, they used to be up like, all the time. Down Dog Lane and <laughs> the Shamble Street. Dog Lane, Dog Lane yeah. Shamble Street, Wellington Street. They used to love it. And then they started shutting <laughs> one end off. It's actually, you just walk from bar to bar with your beard, isn't it? It's like, I'd be for more like Magaloo. <laughs> See, I told you. I told you. I mean, I mean, I can remember a story. I mean, this, this is probably a bit after, but uh, did, what were the next manager who came in after Andy Ritchie? Simon Davey. Simon Davey, yeah. And I, I'm sure I heard <laughs> Andy Johnson, the Davey him. monster. Yeah, I'm the stories about Jono and a Davy monster in a minute. Oh, good. Looking forward to it. But I'm sure. Did he not ban you from going out or something? Yeah, yeah. So um, Andy Ritchie tried to say, "Look, boys, stop going out a little bit too much because it's on the on the the um, the fans board that we're out too much and we're in a relegation scrap now. It's not like last year we were winning every game. And then it was the week before we played Leeds, and I can't remember what we'd done. But he said, "Look, don't go out." Um, and we played on a Tuesday night. Uh, Casey scored a world against Plymouth and we won. He said, boys, like, he said on the weekend, don't go out. And then a few of us did go out. 
And then um, he pulled me in Friday morning and said, I heard you were out the other night. I said, yeah, I wasn't out late, but you know, we won a game. You know, I went to go and celebrate, but we're all good. And he said, well, I'm thinking about not starting you tomorrow. What, what do you think? And at the time, I was top goal scorer. <laughs> and at the time, you know, you have that zone when you're just like in a photo. I was like, depends, gaffer. And he said, well, what? I said, do you want to win the game or not? And I walked out of his office. I went and trained like a madman. I made sure I trained like a madman. And my, my brother, who's a Leeds fan, came up. His mate's a Leeds fan. My dad would come up some stance. And I was like, sorry, lads, you made this trip. I don't think I'm going to play because Gaffer might leave me out. Got in, team went up, and I'm playing. And it was the main game on the championship that day. And we were 2-1 down. And then McIndoe got it back to 2 all. And then I managed to swing one in with my right foot free, uh, about 10 minutes to go to make it 3-2, 1-3-2. And everyone, someone said to me the other day on another podcast, and it zooms in at the end because it's the main game, but the gaffer was arm around me. And I say something to him. I said, what do you say to him? I told you I wouldn't need a game. <laughs> uh, uh, but from all that... I believe he's asked for a Yeah, exactly. From that, obviously, uh, Simon Davies was a youth team manager, and he was kind of seeing everything that went on. A week later, we got beat. And Andy Ritchie got sacked. So then he came in and was like, right, I'm going to stamp my authority. I want the job permanently. Because the chairman's unhappy about certain people going out. And he brought in, he brought in three new players that they're trying to get Andy Ritchie to take. But he was like, they're not better than what I've got. I'm not, my lad's got me up. I'm sticking by him, which probably cost him in the end. And he brought Grant McCann in and dropped me. So I'm like raging. And um, well, so like some of my mates and that were up. And I said, sorry, boys. And I've like been dropped. And they were like, oh, no, like, don't worry. We'll just come up to watch the game and whatever. And then I'm sat there on the bench and it's nil nil. Nil nil. He makes one sub, makes two subs. And I thought, all right, I'm going to be a bit busy here. And I went out, and made sure I run past him and run down the fan. By the fan. <laughs> you know, it's like, and the fans are like, only one Brian Howard, all that, blah, blah, blah. And I got back sat on the bench and he turned around to me and he went, You have got a lot of family here today, don't you? As if like all the family are family. <laughs> so now there's, I know it's, now there's some people now a good player or not. And he went, All oh, right, yeah, next sub. Made the next sub, but I was sat there like that. Fuck, that's, this is me done. And then, your own uh, and then got to 91 minutes, all fills Grant McCann, edge of the box, smashes one in, bottom corner, win 1 0. And he's obviously coming, taking my place, bangs a winner, and I'm just like slumped. All right, that's me done. <laughs> Did the phone the agent Monday morning, get out of here then, because I don't think I'm playing here. <laughs> yeah. And then we had to train on the Sunday. And so I said, some of my mates had come up, and we played, it was at Ipswich, so Rosie was up. And Hecky said, I live three doors down from Hecky. And Hecky said, look, we'll just go to like, the local pub your head's gone. Bring your mates. Me, you, Rosie, just have a couple of beers. And then had like one or two beers. And I was like, right, I'm going to go in tomorrow and just make, make a point. Went in, trained like a madman. Macca got picked up a knock. So they started me Tuesday night and then scored after five minutes. Stood on my knees past him. And then three months later, on club captain. And it just changed like that. Slid on yeah. your knees in front of him. <laughs> But like sum up that team and the team spirit we have with, with Rick and um, Andy Ritchie. We we obviously won at Swansea, won in, in the playoff finals, right back on the bus and we're going drop us straight in town and we're out in our track suits with our medals, like great achievement. So we had some drinks with the inner players by all our families, stopped at the local Tesco's outside the Millennium Stadium, and it was Andy Ritchie stood at the front uh, at the queue with his credit card and it was like everyone was just passing the beers down passing me there was like a chain all the beers and all the drinks on the bus and then everyone's on the bus obviously going and everyone had to take a, a, a turn to go down the front and sing a song so then it starts obviously usual suspects so you major party Casey and all that come on gaffer sing us a song gaffer gaffer sing us a song not singing boo boo gaffer sing still not singing all the lads start singing 
Mrs. Richie takes it up the arse. Mrs. Richie <laughs> takes it up the, on the bus. And it's like, obviously he's had a few beers, so we got that. And he gets on the mic. He goes, right, I'm not fucking having that. Taking the fucking piss you lot. You want a song? I'll sing you a song. You know, Mrs. Richie takes it up the arse. <laughs> and then through the, through, through the mic down and sprints down the bus on everyone and he starts getting bench chaired. <laughs> and like that. <laughs> And I just summed that team up. It was just like, yeah. Like, we, we, we've all had our own careers since then. And we said, whatever squad we've been in, we've never had like a... You always see every groups, don't you? And you, you do different things here. But like the full group like that, I've never had again. Straight back to Barnsley? Yeah, straight back to Barnsley, on, straight into Funny Girls. Man, I, on the street. I, 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 I went out. I went out. Like, I'd just got back from Tenerife. Uh, the day before, so we've travelled down. I've travelled down with all the lads as a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can remember being in Funny Girl because if you remember, Reed is on the stage at the top. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. He's got he's got a microphone. Uh, Paul Reed and the trophy, trophy, the microphone, <laughs> doing a speech or a song or whatever. And then someone just come behind him and fucking kegged him, didn't they? No the boxes on. on. Pull them down. No boxes on. It's a, it was a glass stage, glass ceiling. <laughs> The whole, the whole of funny girl, all the yeah. bands that was in there, and really just stood there with a the mic, the uh, trophy, and his cock out. <laughs> yeah, class. I'm glad you said I was going to say that somewhere. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, I, think yeah. I think it was Aussie. I think Aussie went. Yeah. yeah. I can remember it clear as day, mate. Yeah. But, class. Uh, yeah, we were gutted when Andy left, like the whole team was gutted. And, um, but um, yeah, they, they changed it, and he was, he was a great guy, done great. And then obviously Simon came in, completely changed. The whole squad, really. How did you get on with him? We had an interesting relationship. Um, he made me club captain and everything like that. And it, we were good for each other, I think. Um, we never really saw eye to eye on a lot of things. But he knew that, that he, he was like, I'm building a team around you. Like, you, know, like, you don't agree with a lot of what I do, but this is what we're gonna, it's going to happen. And make you club captain, I expect this. And as long as your standards are high on the pitch, which, which they were, uh, and in training. You know, I made sure that I trained hard every day and, and played well every week. And then, then it was fine. Uh, I wouldn't say we were ever really close. Uh, did you play at Barnsley with 90 as well, man? Yeah. So, again... Did he told the story. Did he, he got into a bit of bother with Davey, didn't he? I remember talking <laughs> A bit about... of bother, Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, I signed him on the Monday. Him and Kyle Reid come in, well, two boys from London. And um, they're in the... the uh, what's it called? Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, so they train a couple of days and then they go, right, they're in the hotel on their own. And go, well, student night, Wednesday night in Barnsley. Like, it's a bit lively, we'll get down there. Thursday morning, Simon Davy comes in, not, uh, Carl Reed's only young knight, they're a bit, bit worse for wear at training. And he was like, you fucking two, where do you think you've been? China White's fucking funky brother in London. You do realise it's fucking Barnsley. You can't be standing on tables with bottles of fucking champagne. <laughs> what was a champagne in the middle of Barnsley fucking on a Wednesday night thinking it's fucking London so that was obviously the start of it and then there was he got picked up he had a, a night number plate that wasn't quite right so he got pulled over and was late for training and then the gaffer's coming where is he Leon fucking shite Leon shite where is he <laughs> and night he just strolls in like yeah night he's just night he's been like obviously known him for a very long time and uh and he tried to go, no, he just didn't care. It was, it was a bit awkward, but quite funny at the same time. And then we went on um, Christmas do and night he rented a Scream costume. About three months later, the club's getting billed and billed and billed for this Scream costume. And he rented it 
90 thought he bought it. And they just like rent out this bill. And that was just, I think that he, he didn't, he refused to pay the bill. And I think that was just the end of him. It was the end of him over a screen crush. Yeah, screen crush. But he thought he, he rented it, he paid to rent it, but he thought he paid to buy it. He chucked it away <laughs> after the night out in Newcastle. <laughs> He's getting billed for it every week, not returning it. Yeah, and the club, they're sending the club what to the bill. He's just pieing it. <laughs> There's just loads of little things yeah. out of 90. Like what, like, what a good player 90 like, was. And that as well, but he's just obviously a lunatic, isn't he? <laughs> cracks you it, cracks it. I, I got on well with 90 because, like I said, I, pl- I played from in the, in the youth setup and then at Chelsea and then again at Barnsley. And we got on well as players. I think 90 respected people that could play and were on his level. If you couldn't play and went on his level, you were getting fucking egged off, you were getting abused like everyone has done from <laughs> uh, Yeah. But now I've got all right with him. I, I found him. Funny at times. A few other characters in that dressing room. Cosmo, we've heard a lot about. Cosy, Andy Johnson. Cosy, Andy Johnson. So that's what cracked me up. Simon Davis was like, right, there's too much of um, a boys' club here. So he got rid of like Casey, got rid of Neil Austin, got rid of Reedy, like getting rid of all the Tongy, getting rid of all the boys. And then he brings in Knighty. Like, Cosy was a good lad. John Oak, a good lad, but like nuts. It went from like getting rid of all these so called characters were actually like good lads and trained out to getting him, getting him some proper lunatics. And then, oh, and then, yeah, well, not, yeah, well, I, I got on well with all of them, nearly. Like, because he was the funniest guy in football. He just don't care. Uh, I mean, one day he abused Coyote OJ so much that Coyote came in with a pellet gun and shot him so much in the shower that he looked like a Dr. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I got him, bro. I got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deal with the pellet gun, right. Yeah, bang, 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 shoot him in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big footer as well, like. Yeah, so, but he's, um, you won't yeah. want to get on the wrong side of him, mate. So he's he's Addy Akinbaye's cousin, the cousin, him and Addy. So, like, because he used to, like, give Addy shit, and then he started giving it to the uh, big Coyote. And, uh, yeah, Coyote just lost it one day. He'd come in with a pellet gun and just shot him in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Going to his car and then door opening, he's just putting it with his gun. He'd be like, what the I'm f- taking him going on in? He's so he's a gentle giant, okay, as well. Um, yeah, and that was that was a problem. If you got him angry, what a player he could have been. Like that one game against Chelsea, he actually beat up John Terry and Carvalho, beat him up, and then. But some game, he just like he lost his confidence. He was actually like a quiet, shy lad, like really nice lad as well. Fuck it, love. I've had enough. I'm, I'm taking my piece in tomorrow. He's fucking having it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get me. Where's the shotgun? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Jono with his guns. Wow. So, uh, so, yeah, so, so Simon Davis is right. I want like, um, a more professional outlook, this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. So we're going to Portugal 10 days pre season. He said, right, train really hard. The last day, we're, we're playing an early game, like 10 o'clock in the morning kickoff because it was boiling hot. In the afternoon, you can play golf. Younger lads can go to the water park. You can do what you want. Dinner, be back at dinner at 6 pm, and then you can go out in the evening. And then you have to be at lunch the next day. That was the rules. And uh, John, I was like, oh, I don't play golf. I can't be asked for golf. What do you reckon, Brian? I was like, I don't have quite a fancy game. And then I like, fell over on my hand in, in the game. So I was like, I can't play golf. And he's like, right, we've got to look up. The gaffer says, we've got to look after the young lads. So all the rest of like, the older lads playing golf. And they said, all right, young lads. Yeah, here's a couple of quid out of the kitty. Get yourself to the water park. We'll meet you there in a minute. So they all get off. And then we go, John, come on in. Taxi, yeah, Nicky Beach Club, Billamora. <laughs> straight, straight, straight down Billamora, me and him. Cut the beers, cut them all beers. Starts getting a bit lively down there. And we're like, oh, this is all right, isn't it? Yeah, what time have we got to be back? Six, what time is it? Five to six. 
legging it across the marina at Villa Mora into a taxi. Mate, <laughs> extra euros, as fast as you can go, get us back to the hotel. And it was in the, um, you know, up by Val de Lobo, you know, the training facilities up by Val de Lobo. So we're up there, screeches around the corner, give him some extra euros. We jump out, obviously, you know, a bit worse for wear, go through the reception, come down, and at the top of the stairs, the doors open, and everyone's at the bottom of the stairs at dinner. And it's just like one of them where everyone just looks at you and we're like, oh, no. All right, lads. All right, gaffer. <laughs> Look around. Where's there a spare seat? Where's there a spare seat? Oh, no. Two spare seats next to the gaffer and assistant. They're like, come on, lads. Get yourself <laughs> over. <laughs> so we're like, oh, no. So like me and John, I went and sat there. Did they help, boys? Yeah, it was right. Quite quiet. Like went to a couple of cheeky ones. Nothing too bad. Oh. Do you want some sangria? They said, yeah, we'll go on then. Gaffer goes, right, two jugs of sangria here, two over there, two over there. These two dickheads are paying. So we're like, oh, okay. So the sangria, and, and the gaffer, we finished dinner, and the gaffer goes over, I'm right, have a good night tonight. Try and be sensible. Make sure lunchtime tomorrow, right, you're all here. So uh, he said, if not lunchtime, you, you're all getting fined. Yeah, all right, no worries. And then uh, we get to go up, and he goes, whoa, where are you two dickheads going? Two more sangria. These two are paying made us sit there on our own and then uh, have a few more jugs, a few more drinks with them. And he said, no, you boys going into town to meet the lads? We were like, yeah, of course. Yeah, right, okay, we're going to go into town, but hang on. All the two taxis are right, Brian, you're in the front of that one. Jono, you're in the front of that one. You pay for us and you pay for us. We had to pay for them to start taxis into town, drop them off and then go and meet the lads. <laughs> because then we'd been out all day. We didn't stay out as long as the rest of the lads. Went home. We, we made breakfast, me and Jono, right as rain, chilling around the pool. All the rest of the lads went to lunch. We, we were like, oh, we just had breakfast. We didn't turn up at lunch. Gaffer fined us both for not making lunch. We were like, yeah, but we were at, <laughs> we were at breakfast. And I think that's when Jono nicknamed him the Davy Monster from there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mustn't have hit it well when you came in. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, that, yeah, that, that was like Jono's first um, with, the, uh, with the Davy Monster. And then they fell out during the season. And I loved on Jono's one when he went, oh, I was man in the match down against West Brom. Well, yeah, we've got pumped 7-0. We didn't mention that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that. <laughs> I was man of the match, but we got pumped 7. <laughs> Mate, it was funny, though. We went in the dressing room and all the boys put the uh, cotton wool. Couldn't believe it. I've never seen anyone react like that to the cotton wool. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. cotton wool for yeah. yeah, he's going mad in the dressing room. Mad. What type of reaction? Is yeah, he like, angry or was it? No, yeah. just both, yeah. Get the fuck away from me, get away. Like, wouldn't come in the dressing room until you got rid of it. You now it's like someone's <laughs> properly scared of a spider or something or a snake. It was like that. Cotton wool. Yeah. Jesus, man. Did he, did, he, did he ever get another job, Davey? No, no. But like, so John Owens really missed this one, his final straw. And I'm glad that he brought up stuff that he said on his. Because we at the end of the season. So, you know, in the, in the pre-season, the, the, the captain and the, you go in and negotiate the bonuses. Our bonuses was to stay in the championship, obviously, because that was for Barnsley's same championship, it's the goal. Um, so we forgot about the cup competitions. We ended up getting to the semi-final of the FA Cup. We got about 500 quid. We were like, oh, what have we done here? So I've gone in and seen the gaffer and said, look, we've earned the club a lot of money here. But surely the club's got to do something. And to be fair, they were really good. And I said, okay, we'll pay for Marbella for three, four days for everyone. Um, we can all get away. And uh, all the rooms got trashed. And I got the blame for some of it. But now listening, now Jono's admitting all these things. You know that Jono's trashed everyone's room. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's got me out of shit now. So Cosy and all that went nuts. So now Jono's glad he's admitted it. And in that Portugal trip, looking the cups of shit in all the other boys' dressing rooms. 
Now everyone knows it's Jono. Oh. <laughs> she was in, the, in their rooms, yeah. <laughs> was that, that must have been uh, career highlights scoring, scoring the winner at Anfield? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it gets brought up a lot. and I think I've done a bit in, like, in uh, one of the press things that day and I've sent the page and one of the pull-outs and like, if I could score a last-minute goal when, uh, at, the, at the cop end, it would be like dream come true. And then to go and do it, it's just, yeah, yeah, mad. And like, my, my dad's not with me now, but like, I said, he's a tough Glaswegian. It was like my mum said it was the first time I've ever seen him cry. Like, it was just like, wow. So, like, yeah, moments like that, just, you know, people talk about earning X amount in their careers, bits and bobs. But I said to players now, you're never ever getting that feeling back. You boys know that, you know, scoring them goals, getting, you know, the last minute winners or, or doing stuff like that, you never get that buzz back, that feeling. I mean, what, uh, who else did you play in that cup run then? Or did you? Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. So first round we played Blackpool at home, and uh, and we got beat one nil. I know. So we one nil down at half time, and uh, the first bollocking we really got for a long time. And we went out one two one. Then we went down to South End, and Jamal Campbell Rice scored a worldie to win one nil. And then that's when we played then Liverpool and then Chelsea, um, and then obviously got to got to Wembley and and, and lost to Cardiff. <laughs> Someone on Twitter mentioned uh, the Mount Pub. Was that after the FA? Yeah. Was that after the Liverpool? Yeah, class. That, like, everyone was buzzing after the Liverpool game and uh, coming down the road, uh, down towards back down the ground. Yeah, with the Mount Public Park, you come down, yeah. down the bend. The traffic was just a joke. Like, we weren't moving. And everyone was like, oh, I want to get off. I want to go back to celebrate. And I just went, here, lads, come on. But we're not going to get back any sooner. Get off the bus. Got off the bus, walked into the Mount Pub. And it was like one of them where like everything just went silent and it was just like, whoa, like, like the whole team was there. And they went, they went right, what's everyone on? I said, just beers for everyone. And they were like pull, pulling beers and just sliding them down the bar to us all over the bar. <laughs> they were like, you, you boys aren't paying for it. And to be fair, the whole squad stayed and had a beer in that. It was foreign boys and stuff like that. So, and I think... It's like the bars the pub, like, the bars the pub yeah. the ground where everybody goes before and after yeah. the game. And I think it's moments like that with fans and that as well that you don't really get anymore. You can't do that anymore. No. no so what happened then when you left Barnsley? Because uh, was there a bit of a bit of touring and throwing the, a couple of big clubs in for your Premier League clubs and uh, they put a tap value on you? Yeah, yeah, that was in the summer. It was um, it was crazy. Oh, I think uh, I went away with a couple of mates and I think I was in LA, so it was like eight hours behind. And I woke up to loads of missed calls from my agent, loads of missed calls from different people, and uh, but there was interest. There was clubs coming in. And then the chairman or the owner at the time had done an interview in the press saying, I think Michael Tonga just moved to Stoke. And it's like, if Michael Tonga's from the Stoke for X amount, this Brian's worth 10 million because he scored double goals, 10, uh, double assists, blah, 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 all of that. I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah, but Michael Tonga's on at Sheffield United and X I'm on peanuts at Barnsley with one year left. Like, all right, if, if you're not going to sell me, I want a new contract. And then it, got, it just dragged on, dragged on, dragged on throughout the summer. And Simon Davey didn't come back at the start of pre-season. He'd slipped his disc in a bad way. So the assistant was taking it. The chief exec was on holiday for the first three weeks of pre-season. So this all dragged on through pre-season to the start of the season. And once it got going again, I just knew that things weren't right. And uh, clubs were still coming in. And I said, look, if, if I'm not going to get a new contract, other people get a new deal here. I've had I've got a championship team in a year. I've got 15 goals, 12 assists. But... Why am I not even getting a new deal? If people are getting new deals. I want double what I'm on. I'm club captain and, you know, all of this sort of thing. And, so you're thinking oh, they're taking the piss out of me? Yeah, 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 yeah pretty piss. much. I thought you're taking the piss. And um, Paul in the office, the gaffer, and he went, will you sign a new deal? I said, well, what, what's the new deal? He said, well, 
the owner doesn't want to offer you it until you say you'll sign or not. And I said, well, I don't know if I'll sign it or not until I know what it is. And it was literally went back and forth like that. And then all of a sudden, Sheffield United came in. Um, and he called me in and then my agents came up and then we all sat in this room. They said, do you want to go? And I said, well, you're not going to offer a new contract. The squad at Sheffield United is an absolute joke. It should get promoted. I think I've done as much as I can. I said, look, I've come here on a free. I've been promoted. Kept you up two years in the trot. Been top goals for two years in the trot. Player of the year. Well, you've not given me a new deal. But why don't we say this is the time that you cash in, you know, you make money, build the team, and I'll, and I'll go and kick on. Um, and they, they went absolutely nuts. The, the manager and the owner went mad at me. Like, yeah, we, we spent all of our summer building the team around you. Uh, all of this. And I was like, well, well, why don't you give me a new deal first and then build a team around me? And then even then, he said, okay, well, Chef United will have to pay over the odds. I think Wolves and then Bristol City came in as well. And But I made up my mind I wanted to head to Chef United because of the squad they had and, and everything like that. So they... Then sorry, Chef and I got paid over the odds. It took a bit of time for the, the transfer to get figured out. But I still I came into training on the Thursday, came into training on the Friday, expecting to play on the Saturday. And the gaffer pulled me after training and said, Look, you're not involved tomorrow because the deal's getting done. So I was like, okay, well, look, the deal's done, the deal's done. And he phoned me in the, in the evening and said, Look, deal's not agreed. So I thought, Oh, I'm playing. And he said, No, look, but you've got to come in. I was like, Right, okay. So you come in at two o'clock. So I came in and dressed him at two o'clock. Say hello to lads, right? Wished them all luck. And then I had to go sit up in the, you know, the players' bar, I was in the balcony, yeah. sit up there. And uh, Casey had texted me that day saying, get me tickets, I've got the weekend off, and come to the game. So me and Casey sat up in this stand, and someone had leaked it onto the, on the board that I had handed in a tra- transfer request, which I hadn't, and refused to play, which I hadn't. And I, I would only sign for Sheffield United, no one else. Someone leaked that onto the, the message board. All the fans I've seen in the pub before the game spread around. And I'm sat there, and all of a sudden it's like, Dida, 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 all the fans in the front here. I get absolutely pelters from everyone. You, you weren't fucking welcome. You weren't welcome at Mount that night, were you? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, wow. And then they start singing "Stand Up If You Hate Dida." Casey being a belly stands up next to me and starts pointing at me, clapping. And I was like, what's Dida? The term from bands is for Sheffielders. Well, because right, we said the okay. and there, and they said, nah, then, nah, then, what the and there. So that's why the road was D-Dars. I didn't know it either at the time. I thought police were coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so obviously the fans have just turned straight away. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I thought, like, is it agreed after the, after the game? No, it wasn't agreed on the Sunday. Gaffer texted me, stay away from training. Monday, is it agreed? No. Took it to like, following week for it to be great. I had a week off, no training. Um, and I'm like pretty much done. You just want to yeah. do now. Just yeah, want to get out with that. Done. And I'm thinking, well, I can't really train anywhere. I don't want to, if I'm all of a sudden going to a new club and I'm 10 days out of training and I turn up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be well off it. You know, I want to make an impression. You know, especially yeah. when you, you walk, you're yeah. walking in the door at Sheffield United and you've got uh, Gary Speed, James Beatty, Hugo Wekiog, um, Darius Henderson, Matty Kilgallen, uh, Sanji High, David Cottrell, Billy Sharp. The squad was an absolute joke. There's probably too many good players in the championship squad that they didn't know what was the best team to play. If Barnsley, yeah. if Barnsley would have offered you a contract that you're happy with, would you, would you have been happy being the in the summer, a big yeah. fish in a small pond type thing? In, in the summer, because I know that clubs would have still paid a fee if they wanted to sign me, I would have signed a new deal in that summer. And I said that. So I went, like, look, give me what other people are getting. 
and, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't greed or anything like that. It's, it was just you know it's like what is this the respect thing? Yeah, what yeah. you deserve. Yeah, what's the thinking behind not not showing you the numbers before? And that's what I couldn't ever get my head around. And I was that's like, this is I'm like, this is this is child's play. This is kid stuff. Like, look, just put your best put your best foot forward. Say this is the most we can offer, and then I'll say yeah or nay, and then. Like, thing yeah. not to say, like, Just everybody knows where they stand, yeah, don't they? Yeah, and say, so, well, if that's as far as you can go to, I've got better ambitions. Or actually, that's a really good contract, and let's get this signed and let's get going again. It just turns it into a bit of situation it doesn't need to be. And it's taken me a lot of time now to rebuild that relationship with people at the club and the fans. And where really you think my time at the club should have been remembered in a much better way. But because, yeah. Yeah, for example, yeah, so look after Conor Hura now. He left and went to Aston Villa in a better light, but it's a pretty similar situation. Uh, but yeah. because I went to Sheffield United in the way it was handled, it's... it's you'd have always had a, you, would have, you would have always had a bridge to build the fact that it was Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know what I mean? Even if, even if it had gone swimmingly, you'd have still had yeah. a bridge to build because that's just yeah. how fans are. And if it had gone to, yeah. I don't know, uh, Birmingham set, yeah. I think people would have been totally different to the fact that you went to Sheffield yeah, United. Yeah, 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 exactly. So were you walking in that Sheffield changing room then? Like you said, the, them strong characters there, and we've yeah. talked about first impressions quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we had played them a few weeks before, and luckily I'd done all right, and um, I knew a few of the boys anyway. And uh, I think obviously that like, beach was there, and I actually cleaned his boots when we were younger, so knew he was there Sharpie I knew Killer I played with when we were younger um, did he tip you well? yeah he done alright to be fair we joked about this the other day and uh, where I was a local lad you know, local lads have to go in Christmas Eve don't they because there's two of us clean all the clean all the boots and uh, the kit man says oh Beach wants to see you and I'm like oh buzzing Christmas Eve get a Christmas tip here happy days and he goes yeah fucking hell clean these chucked his boots at me and it was fucking freezing cold it was a cold tap outside, you know, it was a gear clean all the boots. <laughs> and I was like, I was half tempted to go, Joe, you know what? You can fucking play on dirty boots in box now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I thought, I best not, I best not. And I stuck my hand in the boot and there a few notes in there. So then I went back in, cheers, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a yeah. good one. Yeah. But no, I mean, the, the worst, same as you said, there were some players in that. A lot of them sort of towards the end of their careers. Obviously, Gary, Gary yeah. Speed, Yogo Lee, Lee, Lee Hendry. Lee Hendry was a joke, but in the team. And then like, even like loan signings were being like Nathan Dyer, Arturo Lupoli, and we signed Jamie Ward, um, Anthony Stokes. Stokes, he was a funny one. He went away with Ireland and uh, went, meant to come back, but he bought a pub in Ireland. So he thought, oh, I'll get the early flight in the morning rather than flying, flying back. So rather than fly that Wednesday night, he thought, I'll fly back Thursday morning from Manchester straight into training. Obviously, had a few too many beverages, didn't turn up the training. They come in Friday, and Gaffer's gone absolutely nuts. And it was, I don't know, Jordan Stewart talking about Kangaroo Court. So we had Kangaroo Court with Sam Ellis and Blackie, and um, he absolutely hammered him and was like, right, get off, get back to Sunderland, I don't want to see you. So we were like, oh, yeah, that's the end of Stokesy. Monday morning, he's back. Boy King's gone, fuck that, you've got him, you have him back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at, that, we're at that point in the podcast where we. This is for the, the, the non-Patreon members. When Jim and Danny Webbers, we, we've got a jingle for every time he's mentioned. So <laughs> there he is. That's the Blackwell, the Blackwell jingle. Kevin Blackwell. Uh, oh, Blackie. Oh, dear. Christmas card yeah, so, Do you know what? 
I, I agree with everyone's opinion, what they've said. So I've listened to all, what, what all the boys have said. And I kind of go along with Killer Adam at Leeds and Sheffield United. It was, um, he was really enthusiastic and he was always on the front foot and, you know, like I said, with his neck was hanging out and his hairy chest and giving it all. And I think sometimes you're just like, with that squad, just, just pick a team, you've got good players, let them go and play. But he'd be on the, uh, the touchline the whole game. Sometimes he brought me in and, and played me in a number 10 and we didn't play football to play number 10. So it was back to Paddy Kenny, Paddy Kenny up to Hendo or Beats or whoever's playing in for nine. Right, Howie, you fucking run off him. I mean, that really run off people. It's not really my game. I'd find it in, in the pocket and get on the half turn and get us playing. And then before every game, it'd be like, Blackie would be like, get us on the ball, get us playing. And, and Maud would be like, get us on the ball. Yeah, I never saw the ball. It was like I was just chasing it around. And <laughs> we would play Coventry away and it comes to me. And I was on the, on the half turn thing, I'd take a touch and Blackie's on the sideline going, turn it, turn it, turn it. So I've turned the ball around the corner and like, no one's there and give it away. He's like, oh, I'll keep the ball. And I think mean, he's, he's coaching me here from the sideline where I'm a technical player. I'm not playing my game. And I said, I said to Gary Speed after, he's gone to the coaching then. And what, what a guy Speedo is like, so, so sadly missed. What, what a player and what a person. But I said, um, I said Speedo, I said, I'm not sure what a gaffer wants from me here. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, he wants me to play in the 10. He wants me to do this. And then, and then he's telling me to do that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a bit confused. And he said, oh, I'll speak to him. Thursday morning, as soon as I walked in the, in the training ground, bang, 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 Sam Ellis, gaffer wants you. Okay, brilliant. So, you got a problem? I was like, no, Gaffer, just, you know, a bit confused of what well, hey. He says, well, you know, look at the goals and assists you've got the last three years playing in a number 10. Like, how can you not know what you're fucking doing? <laughs> Gaffer, I've, I've not played 10. I'm central midfielder. No, you're fucking not. Number 10. How can you get those goals now from <laughs> Gaffer? Honestly, sent him in. Sam! He's gone, Sam Ellis, get the fucking scout reports. Get his fucking scout reports. But about 10 reports. And to be fair, whoever's written the reports, I owe some money to because they're pretty decent. <laughs> and he's gone, right, okay, send him mid. Send him mid. Send him mid. Ah, send him mid. Okay. All right, no problem. So you want to play send him mid? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, no worries. But I'll do a job that we're doing well. Okay, yeah, no problem. Went to work, train, train well. Get out there Friday morning. Right, here's a team, 442. How are you fucked off? Billy Sharp up from the beats. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking you talked know. your way out of team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, man. Nah. Yeah, yeah, mad. So, but uh, so that was what I disagreed with, and I disagreed with some of his coaching. I love my time there, um, but then when I had an opportunity to to go, and again, that's why I like Blackie as a person because he pulled me in and he was like, "Look, do I really want to lose you? No, but I've got to balance the books because we didn't get promoted. There's someone that's you know, you're a sellable asset, and we've got someone that wants to pay money for you. What do you reckon?" And he said, "Look." If it was anyone else, I'd probably say no, but it's Reading, it's another big club. Um, and I know you want to move back down south. Um, and he, he said, I won't stand in your way. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely worth saying yeah. again, though, that he actually done all right for Sheffield. Yeah. In, in a, in a, he done better than yeah. a lot of managers had done. Yeah. Getting, them, getting them there to the playoffs yeah. and stuff. No, no, he did do it. But the but, squad we had, mate, it was a joke. And, I know. That's another thing, though the squad. Yeah, like, yeah it's like it's like it's like saying he's done really well to get to the playoffs, but with the team and the money that we're paying, they've got, yeah. they've got to go up, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers at Reading. Brendan Rodgers, yeah, the best coach I've played for. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolute class, yeah, class person, class coach. Um, so again, phoned me up. He was like, "Want you to come 
play as, as an eight or a 10, but play as a 10 properly. We're going to play this formation, do this, play out from the back, like all these teams do now. So it might take a bit of time, but this is what we're going to do and play. Went in and absolutely loved it. But what was killing us that we, Longy was injured at the time, so we didn't really have a nine. They brought in Gregor Zwasiak. And Gregor was good to like hit on the diags and play, but he, he wasn't dynamic to play the way we wanted to play down the sides and, and, and get it in, in between the lines. So we were battering teams, absolutely pop, popping teams off the park, but just couldn't score. And then we'd lose 1-0. And then we would, you know, weren't picking up the results we should. And I broke my jaw to play the way at Cardiff and you'll like this one. So Gaffer says, oh, can you just do us a job? I was always, edge of the box will stay up. Never ever back defending corners. He said, can you just do a job at the near post? Oh yeah, Gaffer, yeah, of course, no problem. Right, when it goes over your head, just get back on the post. Go on the near post, goes over my head, I've turned around, next thing, I'm on the deck. Uh, Sean Barker's come in and elbowed me, cracked my jaw in half in two places. I'm on the deck. But Rammy the Ram, <laughs> the uh, mascot is behind the goal thinks I'm faking it, comes down and starts giving me a three count like fucking wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like our subs are warming up down the goal. Ben Amy, the goal, uh, sub goalie comes over, rugby tackles him, gives him a dig. I'm fucking all over the show. Like, don't know what day it is. He thought I'm faking it. He's giving me a three count like fucking WWF. WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the club reported him and that, and he had to write me a letter and apologise. And that. You, you got an apology from Rami. <laughs> Yeah, Rami, and then uh, they were like, do you want him sat? I was like, no, I think it's a good band. Do yeah. you want that? <laughs> you want that one? Yeah, what, what, yeah, once not, you've had your, you've had your jaw wired. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been buzzing, though, going from yeah. the hit and hope football at Sheffield. Well, to I was. Brendan Rodgers, yeah. and this is how we're yeah. going to play. Yeah, I was with that, and training was class every day. It was brilliant. But, yeah, but we had a great team, and then uh, when I'd done my jaw, the team didn't do so well, so I was out for a couple of months and, and Brendan lost his job. So then by the time I got back, Brian McDermott was in charge. And it took me a bit of time to get back into the team. And it, me and Brian said a similar relationship to what me and Simon Davy had. I don't know what it's, and like we've met since we've all left and we were at Noel Hunt's wedding and we had a beer together and cleared the air and I see bright games now because he was a scout. And we got on really well and but it was just I ended up being captain in the season and then he dropped me. And it was, it was a similar one where it was like, I'll go 4 4 2 and play in a certain way. And we were on a great run. Comes the April time, you know, like you play back to back games. So we had Forest away Saturday, Scunny away on the Monday. The week before, I got back to back man of the matches at home playing in the 10. And then he pulled me before the Forest game and said, I think we need two up front for this game. So I'm going to leave you out. I was like, okay, we're 3 1 down. We end up coming back and winning 4 3. I didn't come on, but still celebrate the lads. Yeah, part of it still. A bit gutted I didn't play, but we were, we were going for promotion. Trained really well. We stayed up for a few days. So we trained really well up there. Then he pulled me before, after training. And he said, that, oh, I've trained really well. He's going to say, look, you're going back into the 10 away. It's going to, you're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he says, I'm, I'm leaving you out tomorrow. I said, what, again? He said, no, of the, of the squad. I said, what? Just got back to that man of the matches. What, what's going on? He said, oh, it's a shit pitch. It's not really for you. It's a tight pitch. And, I've got Michael Antonio, he's got a long throw, so I'm going to stick him on the bench instead. And uh, my head just went, I picked the ball up and I volleyed it. And it was one of those where I shanked it and it whistled past his ear. And <laughs> I, was like, I was like, fuck. And I was almost embarrassed at it. Like, and he volleyed it off his head. So I just turned around and walked. And um, I was getting the train home. I was going home. And uh, then after that, Bri left me out for a bit. I then got back in. And again, it was like, when we play 4-3-3, you're playing. But when we play 4-4-2, you're not. 
And then we're coming into the playoffs and it looked like we were going to play Swansea in the playoffs all the way through. And he was like, Brian, be ready. We're going to play three at Swansea. Play four, four, two. We'll get, we'll get, yeah, nowhere near the ball. And uh, it's, it's the last day of the season. The results changed. Cardiff sneaked in to play Cardiff. And he was like, look, we're going to have four, four, two against Cardiff. You're on the bench. Came on in both games. We win. Absolutely buzzing. Swansea in the final. Got to play. Can't play for four, four, two at Wembley against Swansea. Didn't start, and we were three 0 down at half time, and it was like, there you go. And then uh, playing four four two. Yeah, yeah. But it's a game that Griff was on. Yeah, it's a game that Griff was on about, and it was like, to be fair, we came back second half and Jem hit the post. If that goes in, I think we go on and win. And then Griff gives away another pen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Griff. <laughs> These managers just see you as a luxury then, because obviously you played in Barnsley with McPhail, and I'm guessing you, you yeah. did McPhail's running for him because he wasn't the yeah. most mobile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that um, must have been frustrating for you. And even so, like obviously in that Blackwell team, after every game, the next day you go in, the stats were on the wall. There's no hiding for it of your running, and it was me and Stephen Quinn were the top of the running every game, and I'm playing number ten, which is probably the problem because I was doing too much running by the time I got the balls. Knackered. Yeah. So I and bet it, you've it taken the... a lot of that experience into mm. being an agent now, because yeah, yeah, you had done no, those moves differently, looking at the style of play and the, the type of manager over hundred club hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Especially for younger players, you go, well, why go there for an extra whatever when you can go there and play every week, and then you'll be better than that. If you take that deal now, that's not going to go right, and in a year's time you'll be lower than where you are now. Yeah, exactly. Long term, it won't yeah. work out for the best. But looking at the yeah. style of play as well, as not just getting games. Yeah, style of play, because, you know, funny enough, I've been with a player this week and he's a, he's a young player at Southampton who, again, he's a small attacking midfielder, number 10. He needs to go on loan and get his career kick-started. Got four or five clubs that want to take him. Two clubs probably pointless going to because, again, he might not see the ball. The other three. But then you go, I was about to speak to Saints because the two that want to take him we might not see the ball are going to pay more towards his wages. Yeah. You know, actually, do you want to have someone to have a career or is it a matter about money? And especially now with the COVID and everyone struggling, you've got to fight the battle now as the balance has been off. Yeah. You always looked like a nerd to me, Brian McDermott. I, always <laughs> I used like to go in, I, I, like stat-based now, but I used to get all the stats from um, the, obviously the analysts at the club. And the stats of when I started and when I played, the goals and assists and everything like that were joke. I used to go into his office, stick it in front of him, and say, Gaffer, come on, man. This must be something personal. Just look at my stats. Look at the Everything like that. And, uh, and he'd like look at you nervously over his glasses. Mm. <laughs> and it, and it, it was quite uncomfortable. And he'd like, you'd walk past, you know, when you walk past him in the, in the corridor, he'd make me look like the manager of the football club, he'd be a bit nervous. But what, what Brian did, he did a great job. He's got a team that was actually struggling. So within two years to a player final and then promoted. So you can argue. Right, because yeah. it's personal against me that I didn't play. It's, it's amazing how many managers hate confrontation. We've yeah. spoke about it. Have you ever had it where the manager wants you get the call, the manager wants to see you, and you walk in? Yeah, he's got his assistant on one chair, yeah. just keep the coach in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no so you're, you're looking around like, hang on a minute, yeah, what's going off here? <laughs> what was Blackwell like? Got like on, on that front, you know, if he went to see him. Uh, he was all right, to be fair. That, that side of him was all right. Because, like I said, the way he was as a character, he, confident, and yeah. he was like, yeah, come see me about anything. If I don't, don't agree with it, then whatever. He was, he was quite good with Yeah, he was quite good with things. Like, like, we went to Malta on like an international break because um, we were sponsored by Visit Malta. And he was like, look, we do one training session, boys, just for the press. Other than that, look, look enjoy yourself. And, you know, one rule is don't get caught. 
and it was like we had um, a Maltese goalkeeper and he used to see the girl, girls presenter of Maltese MTV and it was MTV Isle of the Rocks was that on at the time so we went to that <laughs> and then we got invited to the after party and the gaffer was like I don't want anyone to the after party everyone in at 12 but always if you go don't get caught and to be fair more like loads of lads were like we're going come on we've got to go we've got to go and then some of the lads were like well come on and like, let's be professional and more it's what why Morgs was brilliant he was like right we're voting we're all going or not he said I'm going to vote and say no but if you don't vote me I'm coming with you <laughs> uh, and to be fair, I couldn't believe it. We got voted not to go. Yeah, we were oh, like, piss poor, yeah. piss poor. Fucking <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, crap. Uh, no. that's, when we, that's, when, that's when that's when that's me when the game's gone. Too many young lads in. You can't you can't walk. what chance have they got? <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't imagine Morg's been very comfortable at a fucking after party. He's got he ain't got a pint yeah. of tetras in his hand, Daddy. Can you imagine him with a fucking gin and tonic and something there? Hundred percent with a pair of crocs on. Crocs <laughs> <laughs> and socks. Oh, next. No, the old, the old, what's, what's the ones with the crossover, the Velcro crossover sandals and <laughs> car, cargo shorts and a fucking polo? Both <laughs> from next. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bulk sale. <laughs> so what happened at the so, end of Reading? Did uh, so we didn't start the season well. So again, I was knocking the door. Man. I, I, I made sure I come back pre-season, pre-season probably the fittest I've been. And um, Gaffer was like, look, Bri, I'm not sure if we're going to play this year. And I was like, Gaffer, look, I, my head's in it. I want to play. I want to. I, I should be playing this team. So he was like, oh, okay, well, look. I thought, I'm going to work my way in this team. I don't care. I, I know I'm, I'm the best in the field here. I'm going to play. And he pulled me in and we got beat by Coventry and he said, oh, Mill will want to take you on loan. You can go straight in their team tomorrow night against Watford or you're on the bench for me against Bristol City and you'll be first sub if we're not doing well. And I was just like, no, I'm gone. I want to go. I'm going to Mill. I want to start tomorrow night. Went and um, started for Mill the next night and then first injury, Jim Carachan comes on. They stay in, he stays in the field. They don't win the league. He comes on instead of me. But, um, and then it got to January and every week Kenny Jackett was like, Right, I want to sign you, I want to sign you. Too much money, you take a cut. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be on a free. I'm playing well. Come to a deal. And then um, Reading wouldn't uh, let him cover so much of the wages or something. And it didn't quite happen. And then my dad fell ill. And I was like, oh, I just want to go back to Reading for now. And like, so I can go, I haven't seen my dad at the time. But I would go into Reading every day and train like a madman. And uh, we had Benny a phobia and come on loan. And he said, oh, right, are you, um, in, you've been injured. Uh, suspended so, no. why are you not playing You're like Messi in training and it might have gone that much so I was like Brian Brian Is it like the gaffer yeah yeah. He, Brian said, oh, you can call me Brian you can call me gaffer like whatever feels comfortable Brian Benny wants to know what I'm playing says I'm like Messi well, I ain't got fucking <laughs> <to> either <laughs> and would he, and, would he uh, take it just looked through his glasses at me and then that was it yeah. um, <laughs> nervous but, but then going down oh, and then going all the way then, when I left in the summer, well, they, they won the league. And to be fair, Bryce phoned me and, and he went, you've been part of this team. I think I've played enough games. I've got a decent bonus and medal. And he said, I'd love you to be there. You've been part of this journey for everyone. I really want you to be there to like lift the trophy on the bus and come to Marbella with us. And I said, Bryce, I really appreciate that, but I don't, I, I've not played my part. I think Griff said it to me. He was like, you know, he was in the same team, same, he had the same problem. And he was like, I don't feel part of it. And luckily, I didn't go because when they were in Marbella, it was when my dad passed away and I wanted to stay at home. 
Um, so yeah, we were good. And then a year later, a year later, it was Noel Hunt's wedding, and we had a few drinks. Come on, let's, let's have a chat. I didn't realise that he had the ump of me still because I didn't apologise, but I knew he kicking the ball at his head. And he held it for all that time. And he told everyone that because I was training and I played that well at Millwall and trained that well, when I come back, he actually wanted to play me, but because he didn't think I was in the right headspace because of my dad was able to actually play me. But, and I was like, oh, why did you say that at the time? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we talk about yeah, different things. And again, I, I look back now, and there's loads of things. Like, it's, there's a common thing here that I keep falling out of people when I don't. Because I was just so headstrong on what I wanted to do. I knew if I train well and play well, I'd, I'd play. Mm. But I never could get my head around the other side of it. So, I, I, again, yeah. I take that to the agency I, I now. Shanked, I, shanked, I only shanked it, Blaine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't mean, yeah. I didn't mean to fully kick it your head. <laughs> if, I caught, if, I caught, if I caught it perfect, the glasses would have been off. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, again, I, I regret that. And, and Bry is a, is, a, is a good fella. Um, you know, he's he done great with that team. It just didn't work out for me. Uh, but I still talk to so many of those lads as well, uh, like great bunch of lads. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How on earth did you end up in Bulgaria? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Talking of journeys. Yeah. So at the time, I don't know, I don't know if you boys have come across Feathers, James Featherston, agent. No. Yeah, Feathers was an uh, agent at the time, and uh, he called me up and he said, like, by um, someone I know is an investor, he's buying... Uh, a percentage of CSK Sofia. He said it's uh, the old, the biggest club in Bulgaria. They want to build it up. It's like historic. It's this, that, and the other. You got a chance to go and play in Europe. Um, obviously, you get paid X amount plus you have a car. But like, you're probably not going to get a deal like that in England now. And I was like, no. He goes, Look, you're a bit older now. Your style of play is slower. It's technical. It's really going to suit you. It's a lovely way of life. I was like, do you know what? I quite fancy that. Let's like, let's go and have a look. So I went up to London, met the investor, met the Bulgarian owner, chatted to them. They sold the club to me, flew over to Bulgaria, had a little look at it. I was like, Sphere's a nice city. It's all right. Yeah, if, if, if I get all what's promised, this is decent here. And he was like, we're signing Mama Sidibe. You at Stoke with Mama? Yeah, big Mama, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so like you, you and Mama are coming in as like the marquee players. Um, and we're signing Martin Petrov's coming back. So you've got like Martin, he came back. And then they had... Um, some couple of Brazilian players that were really good players that the coach had before in Portugal, and then um, some young Bulgarians and, and the old Bulgarian national team captain. So it was like a good team. The, the sessions were good, training was good. We, we, we were winning nearly every week, uh, and it was Ludogorets who had been in Champions League recently. They were top because they're owned by the Bank of Bulgaria, so they just pay whatever to ever get all the best Brazilians, all the best foreigners. And then we were the second team, and when we were playing, uh, we'd play Lokomotiv Sevilla. And he was like, like Derby game, they come in and go, double uh, bonus today, like 1,000 euro a man, like you win today. So we win, beat them. Next game was um, Slavia Sofia, right? Double bonus now cause from last week because it's another Derby. Hey, beat them 3 0, no issues. We're like, oh, this is all right here. Eh? <laughs> and then, um, like, following me, it's like Levski Sofia, eternal Derby, play at the national stadium because it's the only stadium big enough to play it for the security and everything. 
You win today, triple bonus. They're like, oh, went and beat, smashed them 3 0. Came in, he came in in the dressing room after, like, hey, 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 hey. like money for everyone. Like, he's like, <laughs> so everyone. Just cash. Yeah, yeah. And when you used to stay in the hotel, whether you're home away every Friday night. And it used to be, right, after dinner, lads, come to room, whatever. And you'll be like in a queue down the corridor of the hotel, walking in, like, well done, congratulations. There's your, uh, there's your spending money. On a counter. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I didn't get my wages. I was like, no, I'm not being paid for salary. So then he'd come into the, um, the hotel on a Friday night, the owner, and go, right, lads, uh, I know I paid, said the salary today, but Monday, so play well tomorrow and you get your salary Monday. So you're like, okay, brilliant, cool, no problem. Play well, we'd win. And then Monday would come, come into the training round. Hi, right, um, sorry, no salary today, Friday. Get it Friday. In the hotel, phone up. No, come, come, bonuses. So give you all your bonuses. And I, sorry, no salary Monday. And like, Hang on a minute. So I spoke to, to, to the agent at the time, and I said, Look, hey, what's going on? And he said, Well, they said you're earning good bonuses, so your salary will come. Wait, I said, mate, can I have the bonuses back. I want my money. Yeah. And then I think like the end of it was like in my apartment. It was like bang, bang, bang on the door, and the geezer that owned my apartment told me cut the big headies. And I'm like, Where's the rent? And I was like, Oh, well, I don't pay the rent, mate. He said, Yeah, you pay the rent. No, the club, it's like the club pays. No, 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 pay it. I got on the phone with the club, got the from the club, come round, paid it. And, and I said, See, sorry. And then the next month, again, I don't know, we paid. And I said, Look, I'll, I'll get the club to pay it, mate. And then by that time, I felt like kind of fell out with, with people out there. And I was like, I'm not having this. And I, I flew back home. And they said, oh, Unless you come back to, um, unless you come back to Bulgaria, it's uh, a fine. I said, What, what fine? He said, Oh, two weeks' wages. So two weeks away, two weeks and nothing's nothing. Don't worry about it, mate. When when the money hits my account, I'll come back. So I got paid a bit, went back. I mean, this was just continuous. And um, you got, it got you to find me two weeks wages a fuck all, no bother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not getting paid. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, I'm not coming out here to, to do nothing. No, I could be, I could have a contract back in England and I get paid. And it come up to it was coming up to December, and lucky had the winter break and you finish early. And um we, and I had like the I could have gone late in Orient, it was top of the league one at the time. And then I had a sniff of Birmingham. And I had a little niggle in the hammy, and it was the, it was the cup semi-final with Palevsky at the National Stadium. I said to the gaffer, sorry, mate. Hamstring, I'm no good. I'm going to sit in the stand. And Mama had been getting loads of abuse, and he left Mama on the bench. And it went to penalties. Like, it went down to the, the sudden death penalty of Mama. And I, was like, I said to the guy, I sat there, I said, he's missing this. It's no, he's not a penalty checker, Mama, is he? No, not no. a penalty checker. Nah, missed it, right? And then... We went down into the dressing rooms after the game and the owners and all that come in, ah, shouting in Bulgarian at Mama, ah, and then said something like that was racist. Mama sat there, you know, he's like with shirt off, sat next to Jackson Mendy, Omar Sosoku, Risa Mboli, who's the uh, Algerian national team goalkeeper. Wow, they've all stood up in the Bulgarian stuff and it was just like mad in the dressing room. They're blaming him. Then it lost all money for this game and but absolutely went mad. And we got then got the bus back to our stadium. About a thousand fans there, so fan park was outside the stadium, rocking the bus. But all the Bulgarians, the coaches that got off the bus, there was like me, the Italian fitness coach, two of the Portuguese boys, and then the, the French African boys still on the bus. I had to get off and then they're trying to throw punches, like face and stuff. Then police, right police that would come. Me and Mama were like lived in the same apartment block, like jumps in the cab. I was like, like I'm, I said, Mama, I'm packing my bags. Go. Me and him flew over the same flight to London the next day. I was like, I ain't going back. 
assets. So I'd done a deal and said, look, you owe me X amount. Give me this and cancel my contract. So because they were threatening to uh, not pay me, I had to go to FIFA to claim my money. And then they'd hold my license until it was settled. They could hold it three months. I wouldn't be able to sign for anyone. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I said, look, I just want my registration. I agree to take that much. I don't even care about it anymore. Because I had a deal lined up to go to Birmingham and got it done. And then even the agreement, when they agreed to pay me February, March, April, what they owed me, that never came. And Julia Shelton was the secretary at Birmingham at the time, and she was class. And she went via FIFA and hammered and hammered and hammered them, and eventually got what I was owed. See, I don't know. I don't know how they've got the fucking barefaced cheek these foreign owners, mate. You know, to just like is... think it's all right not to pay yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Oh, f- you sat at home thinking, "I'd say, oh, fuck them. I'm not paying. Yeah. Fuck them." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mate. Honestly, was... I'm still in shock at the. Uh, I'm still in shock at the city. Yeah. yeah I'll go was, back. Was... I'm assuming he didn't go back. Nah. Nah. But he, Mama was done. He was like he. Done it, he made his money. He was what 35 at the time, whatever. He, he was like, I'm holding on because of that. I'm getting every penny off them. I'm, I'm going to FIFA and taking every penny. Um, and a couple of boys done that, and then the club went bankrupt and screwed them all. So I think I've done all right out of it in the end. Yeah. Did, uh, did Mama start swinging punches at all? Or? No, he didn't really. Um, I think, I think him, shocked really. yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the once. dressing room, he did. In the dressing room, he did. And I think if like a couple of people didn't split up, I think luckily Martin Petrov was there at the time. But he obviously spoke English, respected by me and my mama and, that, and then the Bulgarians, and he, was, he, he diffused the situation. I can only imagine, like, we saw the racial abuse with uh, Sterling. For him to miss the, the penalty, it must have been. Yeah, that was the exact stadium that we played at, that one about. Right. And it was that corner where they had the, 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 the masks and the throwing the fireworks at you. And it, was, it was carnage. Not, uh, it's not good enough, is it? Yeah, Parky, you would have not liked it out there. I'm telling <laughs> you, not only you're not being paid, so CSK is like the, the old army club. And so you used to go in Monday morning, not see a football. It was like one minute runs, two minute runs, three, four, all the way out to that 10, just box, uh, line to line. Oh, and no. then halfway line, halfway line. So like 45 minutes done, home, rest in the afternoon, back, training the evening with the balls. Tuesday morning, come in, sprints with like weight vests, pulling the, pulling the weights, pushing it, like doggies. No football scene. Tuesday night, back with the balls. Then Wednesday night, balls. Thursday night, balls. Friday night, and then play Saturday. Fucking hell. We're 70p a pint now. <laughs> oh, well, you finish your first oh, session, just crack yeah. on in the afternoon, don't you, and just go back yeah. pissed at night. So, so this is this is a bad thing as well. We, we stopped them on the, one of the first away games, and we stopped in a restaurant that when a, a fan um, owned, and it's a massive club. It's, it's almost like Man United out there. Everywhere you go, CSK, Shishka, Shishka. Like you absolutely loved anyway. If you go into a restaurant, everyone looks after you. So we get in there and everyone says, oh, we're ordering food and the food and that will all be nice. What do you want to drink? And obviously like Mama um, and the French African boys and that were Muslims, so they don't drink. So they've ordered, um, all the Bulgarian boys ordered a beer or wine. And they ordered Coke, Fanta, whatever. And then I was like, I'm not really like, sure, I'm going to have a Fanta with the boys I'm sat with. Gaffer comes over and goes, fucking nuts. And his son was assistant coach. And he translated and he spoke English. And he said, the manager says, Coke, Fanta, Buff Spike, no good for you. Too much fat, too much sugar. Uh, you have beer, wine, or water. Nothing else. So actually, <laughs> Parker, you might have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a beer and a water, mate, please. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was mad. And you get on the bus on the way back and you're allowed, like, it was like three beers or like, and you get on a, a way trip and someone's trip for far. 
and boys were stopping at services and coming on with plastic cups with a bottle of red and they're allowed to have that and that but like no fizzy drinks no, did you did you find the fans intimidating like to over here that, that, uh, that, the away fans and that oh, you always want the away fans to be against you don't you so you always enjoyed that uh, and it, it was only that one time then when our own fans turned against us and obviously obviously the racist stuff and all that it was just one of the worst things of experience in football Mm. It was horrendous. Sounds horrendous. Yeah, it was horrendous. I mean, everybody's had problems. I mean, obviously, Kev Campbell spoke about it. Not the, I mean, the the app, like the, the, the crack over there. Lenny had, Liam Lawrence had the incident where they had, yeah. uh, had to fucking park the bus up and hide. Mm-hmm. I always had the uh, the incident with that uh, in Bulgaria. Yeah, it's nuts over there, mate. It just obviously. seems like it's just normal, doesn't it? Yeah. How would you get on with Clarky, Birmingham? Yeah, Clarky, Clark. <laughs> what a character! Um, again, I think Clarky at that time was frustrated because it was at the time when the owner went to prison, the money got cut, um, and he could only do so much. And I think he was just becoming increasingly frustrated, and I think he was a frustrated coach at that time because because he, he was such a good player, he'd get frustrated with people. And um, I found him like Oldersfield, mate. I yeah. found he, he he sort of he half. Frighten players into not playing well. Yeah. There was a fear of not playing well because you knew you were going to get a fucking off him. Yeah, no, exactly. I remember the first game we played, Yeovil, at home. And uh, Wade Elliott's a good mate of mine and he was there. And uh, I said, oh, are you going back to Southampton after this, Wade, if you have a couple of days off? And I'll go back and sort some stuff out. He went, oh, mate, trust me, if we don't get results there, you ain't getting tomorrow off. I was like, really? He said, yeah, no. Hayden Mullins, a real good player, played in a few good clubs, made one mistake. We got beat by Yeovil at home. 60 minutes, the board went up and um, Big Zigic come off. And it got a bit of a groan from the fans and that. And he, after the game, Clarky's gone fucking nuts at everyone. He's fucking thrown this plate of fruit against the Lucasade uh, fridge and it's smashed. And he's fucking like, every, you, 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 this, you, that, fucking abusing everyone. Like, everyone in tomorrow, training ground, video, 10 a.m. We all get in at 10 a.m. Assistant that come down and said, right, wait. Wait a little bit. Gaffer's just up there with, with Ziggy, and I took an injury, so I'm in the in the treatment room downstairs, and the Gaffer's office right above, and we just said bang, 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 all this fucking banging around, fucking Clarky and Ziggy having a fucking roll around in the fucking in his oh. office upstairs. <laughs> so Ziggy come down, get in his car, drive off. We're like, oh, and the Gaffer's like, everyone upstairs, get in the video room, and he goes, right, I was going to show you this fucking shower shit, but I'm not fucking having that. Cunt, six foot seven, he jumps three foot nothing. I play with the best striker that this country's ever seen, and he's earning fucking more money than he's ever fucking earned. I'm not having it. Now, you lot, get yourself fucking home and get ready for tomorrow. And that was it. And we didn't see Ziggy again for a, a long time. And then he made coming in the afternoon when we went home and trained with the kids. And then when I saw Ziggy a couple of times, and a few of the boys did, because um, if we were having treatment or staying in the afternoon, you'd come in, you all right, Ziggy? Easy money, big man. Easy money. <laughs> 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 You oh, won about it's... 60 bags, weren't it? Hey, they got relegated and his money went up. <laughs> <laughs> went from 60 to 70 for getting relegated. Unbelievable. I wonder how that, I wonder how that fight went. Yeah. I'll... I can imagine I can imagine Clark, I can imagine Lee Clark would be one of them who just never stop. Like you, you just have to oh, keep yeah. hitting keep yeah, just to keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and keep getting up and yeah, oh, just leave it now, Lee. Leave it. No, man, yeah. you have to put him down again. Yeah. He's all exactly. units, it's all, weren't he? Yeah. Be like flipping here gains value. Ever remember that young'un from uh, 
Bulgarian or something. He was about six foot ten. Younger. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how old he was, but younger. There was a height difference. He was all right, that big thing. He just wanted to stay one more year, so his kids got citizenship to go to school. Oh, so we know with the football bit. It was just the. It was the easy yeah, money. Yeah, and the, and yeah, the yeah. passport. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted his kids to get a passport, and seventy grand a week helps a little bit. <laughs> Go with that, yeah. Go with yeah. that, yeah. But then uh, yeah, it was the great escape when it caddy scoring like the header in the last minute to stay up. Sent us down. Yeah, I oh, was it. I wasn't involved that day, so I I, was, I busted my toes on the day we got back in. I was playing with an injection with broken toes just because I'd come back and I was on a short term contract. I was just desperate to play. Taking yeah. injection, broken toes like an idiot. Got back in and uh, Gaffer's gone. Look, there's a game at Solihull. Can you just get you know? few minutes in, me, Pete, Love and Cran, the three first team boys played to get minutes in, so you've got a chance of being involved at the weekend. And then there was a few injuries, so the young lads went off injured, we had to stay on, and they went to extra time. The games went to extra time, way at Solly on this shit pitch, weird like kicking the ball, Solly were absolutely knackered by then, I've taken a touch on the byline extra time, and this kid's whacked me, ankles just gone, and uh, that was me, season done, yeah, no more. There's nothing worse than the old, just to give me 60. Yeah, yeah. Over at 60, uh, it's, it's Gaffer's yeah. another 10. So, yeah. well, you might as well stay on there. Yeah. How old were you then? Two. You thinking then when you've done your ankle, then? Season done. Where do I go from here? Yeah. Where do I go from here? Only because I've now got this tag, this genuine tag, from six months at Portsmouth, six months at Bristol City, six months at Sofia, six months at Birmingham. More clubs in two years than I've had in the last five years. Yeah. Like, you know, then trying to explain that, like my agent's got an impossible job to go, look, he's, he's fit, he's still hungry, he's this. Not a bad egg. Yeah, he, yeah. and he's not um, he's not injury prone, even though I was picking up these knocks, but they're never like, I was never quick enough to do my ammy, I was never pulling a thigh, it was all broken toes or, you know, injuries like that, or, or yeah, uh, ankle ligaments. Like contact left. contact yeah. things where you can't really help yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What triggered your early interest in being an agent? I was always intrigued, probably since from the Barnsley situation I went to Sheffield United. Because my agents come up from London, I picked him up from the train station, I dropped him in the office with the owner, the directors and the gaffer, to right, get it sorted out. I'm halfway down the road, near the mount, and uh, got the phone call. <laughs> uh, uh, they want you in the meeting too. Okay, whipped the car around, went in, went in the office. I sat at the end, so like the agents are here, all the board members and the gaffer around there. I didn't even talk to my agents, they just spoke to me and thought, and I was like, actually, I want to get involved in this. And then I always wanted to be involved in every transfer I've done. I just wanted to learn. And then when I went to Portsmouth, when they were, they were trying to do us out two weeks' wages, because we said we agreed to sign from the first, but we couldn't sign to the 14th. But then I managed, I, I sat in there, so not until I get my deals done. And a few others got better deals as well. And I remember a couple of boys when I went, okay, you should be an agent. I'll right, time with you. And um, I was like, actually, yeah. Because you always go, right, what am I going to do? Media, I'm going to do this, and you know, doing what you guys are doing, coaching, never really fancied that. Do you see it, because we spoke with, to Danny Weber about it, like, do you see it more as a, a mentor role as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you've lived through it all. So, you know, just from chatting to you boys for the last couple of hours, the ups and downs, the good times, the bad times, what you should and shouldn't do, you've already lived that. So you can give that experience to say, actually, don't do that or do do this. So, yeah, 100% that. And it's not just all about, I think it's changing now because obviously, like, you know, Webb's, myself, there's loads of other players now in this industry. You're doing it from a player's point of view. And since what I said, you work hard and concentrate on football, you get paid. It's agents. You look after your player, right? You earn, you earn money. It's not the old thing of, 
between Matty Pipers and man turning up in snakes yeah. and shoes at the airport, taking my <laughs> money and pissing off. I could do a few of them ones, get the old phone <laughs> the airport. But I suppose this pick is... Pick up a bag of cash. <laughs> I suppose now is a new generation of agent, because I can't imagine there were... yeah. before there was many players that went into agency, say, 10, 15, 15 years ago. No, no, not, not many at all. And I think now it's more, I thought, I think agencies then got wise to it and go, actually, let's employ an ex-player to speak to players and, and their families and then, you know, come on board with us. And then, you've already got that. You've already got that yeah. level of respect, haven't you? Yeah. From a player's point of view, you just want honesty and yeah. they've got your best interests at heart. And I, I said that last week, I don't think a lot of agents have. No, I completely agree, man. At the moment, it's the toughest toughest time it's been like sometimes I'd, I've got to be honest I sleep nights at the moment because I've got to tell my players at the moment I've got to educate my players <sighs> market's tough you might have to take a pay cut you know, i players saying oh I can only take this and this mate you might not get nowhere near that get yourself in the yeah. job get some work because there's going to be a lot out of work now and you know I've been brutally honest with one today and said look mate you have to take this deal you take it or leave it like I'm making so many phone calls every day and I spoke to another agent it's like ground I'll take is Clubs aren't making decisions. Clubs are worrying about when bums come back on seats. They don't want to commit to long-term contracts if then COVID hits again. It's, it's, it's a difficult time. Mm. I mean, you might just have to just sell, just take it for a year in it and see where it. Yeah. Where it if you have if you have a good year, you're going to same as this. Uh, you have a good year, you're going to get the money again. Do you think a lot more players will be signing short short-term deals at the minute just to ride so. out the storm? Yeah, yeah. No, I spoke to someone the other day and said, "Back yourself." You're, you're saying, oh, you deserve this and this. Okay, I'd sign one year and back yourself. But hopefully in a year's time, football's back at some sort of capacity where you get a deal that you deserve. And if you're a striker, go and get 10 goals or 15 goals. If you're a midfielder, go and get eight goals and 10 assists. If you're a defender, get so many clean sheets. If you're a fullback now, get your clean sheets and, and assists. You know, go and back yourself and add those targets and really push yourself. And you will get your rewards eventually. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come are, back you, to are you a tough negotiator? Are you, are we, uh, Wall Street stuff. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm an honest one. I think an honest yeah. negotiator. Try and get what I think players deserve. Yeah, business. I played. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to mention his name, but he, he ended up coming to Donny from Coventry, and he was the club captain. And I think they offered him. You might as well mention his name. He just fucking told his told his career path. He moved from Coventry to Donny. Um, he was on big money. Good, good money, yeah. but he wanted he wanted more. He wanted probably a little bit too much than what he was worth. And he, I, I think it was his agent was pushing it. In the end, they pulled yeah. the plug and ended up signing for Donny on fifteen hundred quid a week. Wow! So that little bit that's of it, it. I don't know if it was his agent or if he was it was him himself pushing it. He wanted that extra little bit, yeah. and it ended up costing him a fortune. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the difference as well because you can go so far and piss them off and go actually. They're taking that away, and then you're starting from scratch again, and yeah. everyone else might be sorted by that point. Yeah. Cheers, man. And good to speak, you boys. <laughs> yeah, top man, mate. Uh, Thank you very much for coming with all, on, mate. Good luck with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope, and you get you some, uh, hope you get some lads sorted out and get it all back up and running. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all want it back, don't we? We all, we all miss it. So, um, yeah, hopefully it gets back soon. But yeah, no. Cheers for having us, guys. And pleasure. Right. Right. Top Keep man, doing man. what you're cheers, doing. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.